Good evening. Shall we begin the public worship of God here this evening by singing in Psalm 32 from verse 3 to verse 7. Psalm 32, verse 3 to 7.
Let us pray. Lord, we need to be taught and helped to pray. To do what we have professed to do and what we have sung together. I thereupon have unto thee my sin acknowledged and likewise mine iniquity I have not covered I will confess unto the Lord and that's where we ought to be iniquities I must confess prevail against me do Iniquities like our sin, like the wind, has carried us away. And who are we to do what we're supposed to be doing this evening? Who am I to stand in a box and declare something of your word? And who are we together to listen and to think about it? What is man that you are mindful of him. Lord, it's wonderful and glorious that you delight in the children of men and your passion and concern and care from them, for them from eternity brings you to say and to declare, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Grant that each of us would know that everlasting love. Love that will not and cannot let us go. Love whose arms are underneath. And we cannot get below that either. Teach us to pray. Not merely when... We're together in a building like this, but when we're in the car, when we're in our bed, when we're walking, and even when we're talking, that you would make us people whose constancy is crying to you, that we would respond above all things, your face, Lord, seek will I. We pray for each other. We pray for those who we would like to have join us here in the means of grace. And there are lots of them. Some of them in our own families who neglect the means of grace. Whose seats are here but whose hearts are not. We pray for your cause and kingdom here in Scotland and across the world. We ask you would send labourers into the harvest to fill pulpits that are empty. We ask that you would give the urgency of the call of the gospel to more young men. 
and provide them with the gifts and the graces that are needed for that privilege. We pray for those who rule over us in government, local and national. We don't understand the pressures that are on them. Give them to know what it is to say thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> we pray tonight for those working in hospitals and schools. We thank you for the finishing of the harvest. We thank you for the provision of the harvest of the sea and the harvest of the land. We thank you for the mercy we have already experienced and enjoyed today, although, alas, we take it as our right rather than your gift. We pray for wisdom in the things that we do and say and think about and in the way we expend our time and energy. We ask you be with our royal family. We pray for the situation across the world, the political chaos that there seems to be advancing in the Western world in particular. We remember the serious, vexing situation in Ukraine. And uh, we wonder, but you know, we ask you would resolve that horrendous conflict as you alone are able to do. Teach us then to pray. Help us to continue to pray about everything we think about and to be thankful in everything and pardon us for our sin in our prayer and in our singing, in our reading and in our listening. Grant grace to help in this hour of need. For Jesus' sake. Amen. We'll again turn to sing in Psalm 91, verses 1 through 6. Psalm 91.
Let us hear the word of God. The word of God. The word of God for you and for me. This evening from Isaiah chapter 32. The first eight verses. Behold, a king will reign in righteousness, and princes will rule in justice. Each will be like a hiding place from the wind, a shelter from the storm, like streams of water in a dry place, like the shade of a great rock in a weary land. Then the eyes of those who see will not be closed, and the ears of those who hear will give attention. The heart of the hasty will understand and know, and the tongue of the stammerers will hasten to speak distinctly. The fool will no more be called noble nor the scoundrel said to be honourable, for the fool speaks folly, and his heart is busy with iniquity to practice ungodliness, to utter error concerning the Lord, to leave the craving of the hungry unsatisfied, and to deprive the thirsty of drink. As for the scoundrel, his devices are evil, He plans wicked schemes to ruin the poor with lying words, even when the plea of the needy is right. But he who is noble plans noble things, and on noble things he stands. May each of us know help in receiving God's word for what it is. Let us continue to worship God by singing in Psalm 98, verses 1 through 4.
I would like to look together at verse 2 in particular of the chapter we read each will be like a hiding place from the wind a shelter from the storm like streams of water in a dry place like the shade of a great rock in a weary land apparently in the original Hebrew this verse begins with the word Aman will be like a hiding place and that's what the King James version of the Bible that's how it translates here and this is what Calvin said if this verse could be applied to a good king it must be applied in its fullest sense to Christ Jesus and I have the translation that the late Reverend Alec Mateer did on this verse and he also is of the mind that it should have been translated a man shall be like a hiding place from the wind where are you going? what are you looking at? in principle these are the questions Isaiah asked his people and now asks us they were going to Egypt for military resource and help in the time of their trial you'll see that in the previous chapter they were threatened they had an enemy they were looking to Pharaoh for shelter in a day of national emergency 31 1 to 3 how stupid can you get how crazy could they get going to Pharaoh the instigator of the death threat for them now they were asking Pharaoh for help where are you looking to for help what are you planning very simple question where are your hopes what direction are you moving in where are your eyes fixed well I would like with God's help to encourage and persuade you that the best place to look is the only place where you find what you're looking for the best place to look is the only place where you'll find what you're looking for now I don't know if you noticed it or not but we sang it in the psalm well I think you sang it there was noise I don't know if all of you were singing or not but this is what we were saying thou art my hiding place did you notice that? <coughs> what were you doing here this evening? <coughs> You're just passing the time and longing for the thing to be over so you can have another few pandrops. What are you here for? You were singing this hymn. We were professing to sing it together. A declaration of our faith. Thou art my hiding place. Then in the later psalm we sang Psalm 91. His feathers shall we hide
If you're looking somewhere else other than Jesus, you're consigning yourself to bondage. You're consigning yourself to prison, not merely for time, but for a never-ending eternity. We would like to look at four headings, which I trust might be helpful to come out of the text. Firstly, we will look at the wind and the storm. Secondly, the hiding place and the shelter. Thirdly, the dry and weary land. And fourthly, the streams of water and the shade. The wind and the storm, the hiding place, the dry and weary land, the streams of water and the shade. The wind of the storm. The wind of our sin. Wind carry, the wind of our sin has carried you and me off course. Our iniquities, like the wind, have carried us away. Sins of listening and not acting. Sins of pointing the finger and condemning others and not condemning ourselves. Forgetting God's goodness to us. Our sins are more than we can number. We're like a ship driven by the wind and the storm of our sin into the eternal world. In jeopardy of life. I have lost count now of the number of times I have taken a service. And the number of times there have been people in the building who were very shortly thereafter in eternity. It is a privilege to be here. It's a responsibility to hear to be here for me. But it also is for each of us. Because very soon the place that knows us now will know us no more forever. We are in jeopardy of life because of the wind of our sin. We need an SOS call. Have you ever had an SOS call? Have you ever been stuck? Here's a good SOS call for you. Here's a good one. After your loving kindness, have mercy on me. The wind of sin, the wind of temptation, like the tornado, the hurricane, flattening buildings, uprooting trees, destroying roofs. Remember the house on the sand, 
The winds came and blew upon it, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The wind of temptation. What, friend, young man and young woman, old man and old woman, what are your temptations? Here's one. Just live like the world. Live as near the society around you. Be as much like the guys and girls you meet as you possibly can be. Love the world. Pursue leisure. You are here to enjoy yourself. How often do we say to one another, have a good time. How are you getting on? I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying myself. That's our problem. Enjoying myself. You know what you are to enjoy. I should say, you know who you are to enjoy. Delight yourself in God. Your time is your own. Forget prayer. I was reading about Martin Luther this week, who did a lot. Martin Luther said, I have so much to do, I need to spend three hours in prayer today. I am a great sinner and Christ is a great saviour. The storm of sin, the storm of temptation and the storm that's coming down the road for you and for me, the storm of death. You need and I need a shelter place, a hiding place so that you can say that day Yea, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The wind and the storm. Secondly, the hiding place. A refuge, a harbor, a shelter. The man, Christ Jesus. The sinless man. The one of whom God says, the man that is my fellow. Attested by miracles and wonders and signs. Attested by the resurrection. Born of a woman. Numbered with the transgressors. He bore the storm. The storm of men of devils, of the courts of the church, of the courts of the society. And he bore the storm we were speaking about this morning, the wrath of God. There he was, naked, despised, mocked. You're a blasphemer. You're a drunkard. You're illegitimate. You're illegitimate. That's what they said to him. He bore the storm. He emptied the cup of the wrath of God due to us. And yet the wind and the seas obeyed him. And surely, friends, the wind of your trials 
and troubles are also in his hand so you can have the assurance of Colossians 3 3 your life is hid with Christ in God what a place of safety his feathers shall be hide we're speaking to our friend here about the late Hugh Gillis as we were standing at the door and I remembering a sermon from him on these words his feathers his feathers shall he hide what are his feathers and he had all the feathers not all of them but he had lots of them the feathers of the promises of God his feathers his feathers shall he hide for he in his pavilion shall me hide in evil days can you not as the light goes out tonight and you're wondering about this that the next thing can you not think of his prayer Holy Father keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me and his promise the Lord shall keep thy soul he shall preserve thee from all ill and what do you find in the hiding place have you been there today what did you find there well I'll tell you what you'll find in the hiding place treasures all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom and here's one all things work together for good here's another nothing can separate you from the love of Christ here's another your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more forever let us resolve in the words of Psalm 61 within thy tabernacle I forever will abide and under covered of thy wings with confidence me hide so we thought about the wind and the hiding place now it's the dry and weary land well I remember my first scooter I thought I had a right I would go down Drummond Circus in Inverness with this little two-wheeled scooter. I thought I had arrived. And then I got a tricycle. And I could do a two-wheel run down the drive too. On my three-wheel tricycle. But I would do it on two wheels. Until the wheel buckled. Then I got a bike. Then I got a car. Then I got a mini. But the world is empty. Do you know where they all are now? I don't. They're not in a museum. They're probably under the ground somewhere near the Cali Thistle football park. They're in the Longman tip. Pleasures are but for a season. Is there anybody here who doesn't know that? You do know it. 
whether you accept it or not. <coughs> the laughter of fools is like the crackling of thorns under a pot. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Remember the Rolling Stones song? This is a confession time, is it? But not many of you might remember it. I do. Can't get no satisfaction. How true it is. You don't find it here. Dry and weary. Man is born to trouble. I heard about someone today who is needing an operation and can't get it and has to pay for it a year away. I have a cousin in Inverness who has been waiting for a hip for a year and she had to take money out of her pension fund to go and pay for it. Man is born to trouble. And there's uncertainty. What will tomorrow bring? We had two men from Montelimar in the south of France, in the middle of France rather, with us Wednesday night through Saturday. Two men in Christian publishing in France. We had a lovely time with them. We enjoyed fellowship, business, and encouraging one another in the work we seek to do. I took them out to the airport on Saturday morning and I met them at the bottom of the stairs and they were both sad, very sad. They had changed. Their young colleague back in France was out on his bike cycling and took a heart attack and died. They were weary because of the uncertainty we don't know what a day or an hour may bring no wonder the psalmist said in Psalm 6 I weary it's a dry and weary land I weary with my crying my throat is also dried and what do we do? we try to crowd that reality out with the telly, activities, whatever it is. Maybe we go and watch a movie. Maybe we have another drink. We've considered the wind and the storm, the hiding place, the dry and weary trial in respect of your experience and mine. Then there's this. The wind of trial. You lift me up to the wind, said Job. First Peter speaks of the trial of your faith. The trial is in the master's and the father's hand. He is dealing with the dross and the corruption, dear child of God. 
The psalmist knew it, didn't he? Your hand was heavy on me. I was thinking this afternoon about Psalm 43 and Psalm 44. In Psalm, I think they're together, these two, Psalm. In Psalm 43, he says, My chiefest, or my exceeding joy. Right? And you go on to Psalm 44. I better get it, so it'll get it right. In Psalm 44, he says, just in two verses, they're amazing verses that they're both so near. In verse 8, in Psalm 44, In God we have boasted continually, and we will give thanks to your name forever. If you read 44, 1 to 8, you'll see he's full of joy. Everything's wonderful. He's praising God. What does the next verse say? Verse 9. What does the next verse say? After he's so cheerful and so buoyed up and so thankful, he says, But you have rejected us and has graced us and have not gone out with our armies. Then in verse 11, he uses that verse that Paul uses in Romans. You have made us like sheep for the slaughter. And just the psalm before, he was saying, My exceeding joy, boasting in the Lord, you've made us like sheep for the slaughter. What are you to do? Jonah, when my soul fainted within me, what did Jonah do? He remembered the Lord. Man's pride is like the wind. False teaching is like the wind. The scriptures are full of the pressures that we are under because of our sin. The wind of sin, the wind of temptation, the wind of trial, the wind of pride, the wind of false teaching, the wind of persecution, the wind of the wrath of God. But there is a stream and there is a great rock. Have you had a wee drink from the stream? You did. The stream that gave you the drink of water you had at lunchtime. But there is a stream from the side of Christ. A river is whose streams do glad the city of our God. Did he not say, I am the water of life? Whoso drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. For he the soul that longing is doth fully satisfy. With joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. 
My God shall supply all your needs. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Like as the heart for water brooks. In thirst doth pant and bray, so pants my longing soul. I long. I long. There is a stream. And the stream has flowed very near to you. Has it flown into your heart? Or are you saying, not for me? No, you're not saying not for me. What you're saying is not yet. Another day, another time. Whereas now is the accepted time. And there's the shade of the great rock, the rock of ages, cleft for me, the rock smitten, the rock that is strong, the rock that protects, and where we will find peace, the rock of my salvation, the rock of my refuge. The rock of my defense, the rock of my strength. It's all over the Psalms. The rock. Perhaps you've heard the story about the minister who was preaching in Glasgow. And he told this story about the mother, the widowed mother in Skye who had to pay the rent for her cottage. And she had one little boy. And she had a walk, a long walk across the hillside to the estate office to pay the rent. And she did that on the day, it was due, it was cold, it was overcast, it was wet, wet, but she set out. Then there was no sign of her. She didn't arrive at the state office and she didn't arrive home. So they set out to look for her and they found her lying on the path. The mother was dead. Where was the baby? Where was the baby boy? They couldn't find him. But they noticed the mother, that her coat, her coat was not on. Why was she without her coat? So they went searching, and they heard the whimper. And there he was, the little boy, in beneath a rock, clothed with his mother's jacket. And the minister said, would that child not be affected by hearing or seeing of that event? By hearing how his mother gave her coat for him. And that was the story. Two weeks later, the minister was called to a tenement flat in Glasgow.
And there was an old man there dying. And he said to the minister, Remember you told that story about the little baby and the mother's coat. Yes? Well, I was that boy. I have found safety in Christ. As a child, it was the safety of the rock in sky. Now it's the cleft of the rock, Christ Jesus. Have you been into the rock? You're welcome to come there. Have you been into the rock? Are you hearing his word? Come unto me and I will give you rest. There's a story about blind Chang. It's in the book recently written by John Ross from Drumnadrochet. The, the power and the glory of the story of a missionary to northern China and Korea. And here is the bit I wanted to quote to you. Blind Chang, as he became known, responded to the compassion he was shown. His heart opened to the gospel as a flower to the sun. Later he described his experience with a simile. It was as if he had been crossing a river by a weakened bridge which suddenly gave way, plunging him into the muddy water below from which he could not extricate himself. Along came Buddha, Leotzi and Confucius each telling him that he should not be there and ought immediately to get out of the mud. that was threatening to engulf him. Each passed, offering only words, no hand to help, leaving him to drown in the mud. But when Jesus came along and went down into the mud and mire of blind Chang's sin, lifted him out and placed his feet upon a rock. We've considered the wind and the storm. We've considered the hiding place and the shelter, the dry and weary, weary land, the streams of water and the shade of the rock. And I, on behalf of my elder brother, the Lord Jesus, would compel you to come in and to take the hand that Jesus is extending to you in love. And I would do that with you. Let us embrace him afresh or for the first time and say together he is all my salvation and all my desire
my exceeding joy from Psalm 43 my exceeding joy that you get a foretaste of here at thy right hand are pleasures evermore let us pray Lord thank you for the offer of shelter the provision of shelter the welcome into the shelter and the promise of keeping the Lord shall keep thy soul he shall preserve thee from all ill henceforth I going out and in God keep forever will that none of us would be lazy when we hear you say come unto me we need to do that often and we do it together individually afresh and say my Lord and my God forgive us for Jesus sake Amen we'll sing in conclusion to God's praise Psalm 100 all people
Lord, we ask for that mercy that we need. Mercy in view of our failings and our sin in the last hour. You require our hearts. You're prepared to take our hearts as they are. And so often we just leave them where they are. Give us a new desire, a new affection, new joy in Christ. We pray for the community here and the congregation here and ask your gracious help for every moment for your name's glory. Amen.